This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was Becoming Hieronymus. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I am Adam Lustick. And folks, we are in studio. It, with an asterisk. With an asterisk. C- correct. If you've seen any sort of headgum video podcasts yes. that are out, you know the colorful studio, the Cappuccino Studio. Cappuccino, but it's got some purple lights. Mm-hmm. There's a nice sort of audiovisual screen element. It's beautiful. It's They're very adding comfortable. more elements to it it's as really we speak. Shelving. Literally as we speak. As we speak. Therefore, we are, we are in, in what's now referred to as sort of the beta studio. Mm. Kind of the other, the other one. Yep, yep. Kind of has like that... Like tool shed, yeah. just stuff the crap in there. There's some ring lights and some speakers just sort of strewn about. This There's is a, where we belong. This is, let's be fair. Let's be honest. We're not doing video pot. We're not utilizing the purple lighting. No. We can be here. Yes, That's we can fine. be in the janitor's closet. <laughs> and today, folks, we are. <laughs> we are. We are in the janitor studio. So if you're like, they sound like there's an echo. Yeah. There well, is one. There is one. <clears throat> Something else about the configuration closet. is that you and I rarely we are face to face. This is intense. Head family feud, head to head. This style. is a Jake and Amir college yeah. humor like blocking. Yeah, that's right. We are facing. Yes, like one intensely another. facing yeah. one another from across the table. How yeah. is the experience to you right now? Can I be honest with you? Please. I'm frankly loving it. Really? Um, I feel like uh, it's not affecting your performance. I don't think so. Okay. I have spent so much time in my life looking at you. True. <laughs> that to me, this feels a little bit like second nature. This feels almost. <laughs> More appropriate. Coworkers view each other like this. Yeah. Like you and I are two and a half feet away from (laughs) each other. Yeah, we're close. This is how you intimately see a coworker in a traditional corporate experience. It's pretty funny, actually. I'm realizing that you and I, who see each other so frequently and um, in so many different places, rarely sit across the (laughs) The table. It's all maybe never happened. This is really new. this is a new thing for me. I think the only time we're in this configuration is if it is a comedy sketch on stage. Right. Uh, like this is where this would almost This is how people face one another. <laughs> but today we're in the janitor's closet. Yes. And we're facing one another, another to give you episode two oh seven. Three oh seven, I believe. Bill. Sorry to correct. Yeah, yeah. Forgot the hundred we did in between. <laughs> for anyone who's listened to the podcast, specifically yeah. last week's podcast. Yeah. You know. That unless I drag information out of Adam Lustig, yes, I... we will never know. <laughs> Birthdays could go by and you wouldn't know that Adam had a birthday because he would never tell you it's his birthday. That could be so. Maybe that's the case. Yeah. Not on social media. And that's really the only way that we communicate with people outside of our homes at this point. Yeah, that's Wow. Deeply. What a, a cutting truth. I don't know. It's true. People say cancel your Facebooks. How do you know people's birthdays? That's the phone book, man. That's it. What do you want to toss? That's how... Like, I get the moral high ground. Facebook is bad. They're stealing our information. Sure, they sure. are bad. But also, how do you get in touch with people? How that do you I don't know when it's my imme- high school enemy's birthday? <laughs> when is your high school enemy's birthday, by the way? I have, to, I have to log on. <laughs> I won't know until I log on. And that day, it's like, hey, it was that guy Pete's birthday. Why are you even friends on Facebook? Well, because I know I generally know him. To. Now I know he's aged. There was a few years where you just, if you knew them... Friend of no doubt about it. Friend of no doubt. I remember there being like, and this is maybe this isn't even sad to it because I, like I said, I think that this is like 
at this point a fairly universal human experience. But there were like weeks that would go by where I was just scrolling, Facebook. looking for a name that was moderately familiar, oh. request. Moderately familiar, request. The seek out. The seek out. For like what seemed like we- like there, every day for be. weeks. I find it hard to believe that people are still seeking out on Facebook. I find that hard to believe too. The but seek out. Yeah. What type of people were you seeking out? Other people in co- – well, it was also when you and I were hosting a stand-up comedy show. So mm-hmm. to me, Facebook was very much – Function as in that little pocket of time when I was really trying to like do stand up comedy networking. shows around. Networking. That was the way that it was like that was actually the 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 best treasure trove of mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Who books what show? What shows are happening? How do you reach out to someone to do our show? Right. That was like the the primary function. That was Twitter before Twitter. That was Twitter before Twitter. Exactly. We now have theaters open in Los Angeles yeah. and around the world. It yeah. seems, or around the country. At yes. Least. Comedy seemed live. Comedy seems to slowly be coming back. Yeah. When we moved here, you were really dedicated to the craft. You were doing <laughs> craft. I mean, you were. You were. You were at least committing giving, to giving it a shot. I was. I was. Uh, yeah. And no I was one was telling you felt. exactly. Yeah. And with Harvard Sailing Team, there was nine of us, and yes. there was a collective. We yes. all just do this thing together. Yes. Whether or not you booked the show, we yes. were all still going to be performing. Yes, exactly. It, that took extra like gumption from you to say, "I'm going to do this, and I'm going to book these shows, and I'm going to reach out and stuff." <sighs> yeah, is any ember is any ember of that still burning within you? To I think with like stand up comedy, to be totally frank with you, not 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 really, mm-hmm. not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, I think I did it because when I first moved here, because you were here like a few months after, maybe I can't one, fr- remember the one a month. month. Yep. Okay, almost a calendar month. Yeah. So I was doing punk and like Andrew Santino was doing it stand up and not, you know Chris and Rebecca were here and you were almost here mm-hmm. and it was like I don't know it just felt like something else to try and you were also so do. conditioned to be performing so frequently live and That's getting live laughs you would come off ten years with me. Of exactly, just like doing at least a show. A That's week. right, and it felt weird to not. It felt very. It felt like I had way too much time. Yeah. to like not be yep. doing something or yeah. something, and I just figured it could be fun. I just wanted to see mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. how like performing solo sort of felt, whether it was stand up or storytelling or like something yeah. in between, and it was really fun. It was really fun. I had a really great time in general. Met all the people. Yeah, sure. And, like, we got to host a show, which is, again, like, meeting all the people and sure. just, like, having a space for that was amazing. But I don't know whether it's COVID, whether it's parenthood, whether it's just inertia, yeah. whether it's the fact that, like, this podcast a little bit scratches the itch of, like, let's just do a weekly yeah, thing, a thing where it's, like, a little bit regular. I don't really feel – the embers are nearly extinct. Mm-hmm. Nearly extinct. Cool. To be honest with you. That's a lot of stand-up comedians that I know now. It, is, that, is that so? And musicians. Yeah, interesting. Where this has been like this two-year window where it's like, do I want to go back? Yeah. Do I want to invite people to a show? Yeah. Like that element yeah. of just do I want to send out a blast? Doesn't feel right anymore. Email blasts post-COVID? Doesn't feel tough. good. Tough. Tough. To bring everybody to a closed environment and send out a blast. It's tough. I can't see you sending out a blast saying I'm doing 15 at Dynasty Typewriter. Never. never. It'll never happen. No. It'll, <laughs> it'll never, ever happen. That's I'll a never good, blast you. I promise. We know. I promise. You'll, you won't even drip us <laughs> on social media. You won't yeah. even drip us uh, that uh, it's uh, your <laughs> birthday. So we're not, we're not anticipating a blast That's right. about your 15 minute at yeah, Dynasty Typewriter. Exactly. That being said, yeah. that's a good segue. Yeah. The third act of last week's podcast. Yes. I had to drag information out of you. This information was brought to me yes. by my parents, <laughs> and that information was brought to them by your parents. Correct, Amundo. So it took your parents, 
my parents <laughs> and billion. me sort of to get your truth out of you. It makes a perfect square in a way. Yeah, in exactly. A way. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, in a way. And it, I would call it an imperfect square. Imperfect. <laughs> square didn't need to exist. You could have just I said, just... Bill, you might not believe this. I'm on NCIS and I'm a bad guy. But he didn't. If I told you that, would you have watched? Of course. Would you really? Do you think that's not novelty? It is novelty. That is it not, is novelty. If nothing I just else, just what... something new to chew on. <laughs> yeah. The nonsense we throw out in our text threads that are so inconsequential are just everywhere. Yes. And if you just dropped, I'm on NCIS <laughs> tonight, we would tune in for the sheer novelty and joy of watching you do your crap. There's a certain amount of, I don't know how to talk about this without feeling whatever, like, like arrogance through humility, but there's a certain amount of like, I, I'm just doing my thing. I don't mm-hmm. like telling people about mm-hmm. things because I'm, I don't know. This mm-hmm. is like a conversation for a therapist more than a, a buddy, but it's just like, I'm mildly embarrassed about it slash who, I, I think that who would care we about that. We were also that. conditioned coming up in comedy and when all your friends are actors and everyone's going after the yes. same goal that you simply can't. Uh, talk about your wins because that could be received by your peers and friend groups as like, oh, that's also kind of my loss. Or suddenly way, yeah, I absolutely. find myself comparing myself sure. against this person who I think I have the same skills as, but they're getting the wins and I'm not. Totally. So there is a sense of humility on the come up. I think so. We're pushing 40, dog. <laughs> Don't we have, have to bigger, remind me, bro. We have bigger problems than... Adam got good news. Why don't I get good news? We don't surround ourselves with those types anymore. Absolutely not. So now we are in a place where you could tell us, I am Hieronymus (laughs) on NCIS tonight. You can tell us that. Like, I need you to hear that. I need you to understand that. I need this water to go into your soil and go through your roots and make you grow. You can tell us when you are Hieronymus (laughs) on NCIS, man. And if you don't, if 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 this is your first time listening to this podcast and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? Just going to catch you up real quick. Last podcast. Best pranks ever. Ever. Obviously. Obviously. April Fool's. Did a podcast about best pranks ever. In the third (laughs) act, I was reminded that you were in NCIS and I brought it up. We talked about it for 15 minutes. For a little bit, yeah. And it was really fun. Very fun. And it was great to celebrate your wins. Thank you for dragging that. I really actually appreciate you sort of cracking that egg. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, last week Adam was a character named Hieronymus, who yes. was an art dealer yes. who pulled a gun on Casey O'Donnell, an Chris actor, O'Donnell. right? Chris yes. O'Donnell, who an actor who he's already beat in an acting competition, but now Carrie O'Donnell, Unreal. Carrier Chris, Chris, Chris. <laughs> now Chris O'Donnell came back with a chop suey karate chop, got knocked me. the gun out of Adam's hands. He got thrown away. Correct. In the clinker. The slammer. The slammer. Yep. Behind baths. His name was Hieronymus, and he ended up in the slammer on <laughs> NCIS last week, and we wouldn't have known any of that. If he not even... for my mother to your father to you to me. That's right. And now Adam, to you all. And what was your killer line? Not so fast. The line read is still there, folks. <laughs> and we gave it 15 minutes We're going to give it a little bit more time today. I don't know how long we're going to stick on it, but I lofted out. I, Billy, lofted out to the No Joke listeners. Yes. Because they seem to get a kick out of Hieronymus. Sure, great. I'm so glad. At No Joke Pod has a photo of you being choked. Nick Bernstein sent out a photo of you being choked or arms barred into. Long story short, there's photo proof of Adam being Hieronymus. There's evidence. I lofted out to the listeners. I said, hey, listeners, do you have any (laughs) questions for not Adam? (laughs) Not me anymore. Hieronymus character. Do you do you have any questions for Hieronymus? Assuming you haven't seen the episode, but you now have a tangential understanding of the guy. Yes. Do you have any questions for him? Yes. Happy to report oh people my. have questions for Hieronymus. Hieronymus is thrilled. Hieronymus is, is thrilled. thrilled. So we haven't even asked the question, and Hieronymus <laughs> is now for the in the studio. For the spotlight. 
Hieronymus has entered the studio. Hieronymus <laughs> is thrilled. Yes. So what we're going to do, we're going to go into an act break. Great. We're going to come back. Great. And I'm going to talk to Hieronymus. Perfect. You can be Adam if you want. Sure. But answer as Hieronymus. I will absolutely. One I more. and he will. Okay, great. So in the act break, yes. will you just make a dedication <laughs> yes. that this is Hieronymus absolutely. for the next few minutes? Of course. Thank you. Hi! No joke nation. My voice might sound familiar. I'm Adam, co-host of the podcast that you are a listener of and for which we're very grateful. But for the next few minutes, we're going to put Adam to the side and we're going to welcome into the studio Hieronymus, the black market art dealer that was choked by Chris O'Donnell. Hi! Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today, we're talking about me, Hieronymus. Oh. <laughs> the art- Folks, I know it's not a video podcast, but your boy Billy took a big swig <laughs> of sparkling. My man took a big, my man being me. <laughs> Adam is Hieronymus and I am me. Mm-hmm. I took a big swing of sparklers, and then Adam said, black market. (laughs) You think you've heard all the key words? Black market art dealer. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was a closed mouth. Gotcha. Mm. (laughs) The carbonation already wanted my mouth to open, then Adam said black market. Yes. Hieronymus. It is very great to be here, Billy, if Welcome. I can call you that. Thank you for having me in the studio. Is this your traditional studio? Because it looks a little ragged. Yeah, no, we're in the janitor's closet. Okay. You uh, know, uh, you're coming from a jail cell? Uh, yes, I, I've been so released from Vine Clink. Okay. And, uh, I've, don't you dare say Vine Clink. <laughs> I've been released, and I'm happy to join you here in the closet studio. Okay. <laughs> Plenty of art that I have in my possession that would spruce up these walls, just so you know, Bill. Okay, this oh, is... You can forward that onto Amir or Jake, whoever runs this establishment. But, he's he's uh... an actor, folks. <laughs> I didn't expect this level of performance out the freaking gate. I'm here with Hieronymus. My name is Billy Scafuri. Yes. Hieronymus, uh, the listeners of No Joke, had some questions. I- I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm thrilled to answer any questions that they may have. I, I request of you that if there are some inside jokes of the podcast, that you just understand those. Understood. <laughs> Don't Hieronymus <make> <laughs> understands. I would rather not um, read these inside jokes and then have to explain, explain to you them. that on episode 301 there was this pickle jar. <laughs> Hieronymus understands. I know. He's he been does. folded into the no joke lore. Okay, got it. So you've downloaded. <laughs> I've, uh, I, he understands all. Question. Yeah. This is from Nika at Nika4. Hi, Nika. Could Hieronymus have opened the pickle jar if he was available for episode 301? Well, Hieronymus. And I don't often speak in the third person, but sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the question, Nika, by the way. Uh, I live a very dangerous life. <laughs> oh, no. I've been to the slammer. I've been in the clink. I've been behind bars. So I know a lot of unsavory folks, and I do some unsavory things myself. I carry a gun in the back of my pants. So, Does this end with you shooting the pickle jar open? <laughs> so would I have been able to open the the what was proven to be an all nearly unopenable pickle jar. A devastatingly closed. Closed. Closed tight that Billy was only able to do through sheer force. Yes. Would I, Hieronymus, have been able to open it? Of course not. I'm not a superhero. I'm not a Superman. No. I'm not a monster. You could probably hire a guy. I know guys. Okay. Hieronymus knows guys and gals Uh who are unsavory folks who do nothing but do push-ups in their jail cells. And they would be more than happy to open a tough-to-open pickle jar okay so great question great Great. question would i individually have been able to open it probably not probably not but i could get you a strongman i could get you a tough guy okay for sure context for new listeners episode 301 (laughs) we tried to open a pickle jar for 45 minutes it was hard it was billy ultimately did do it and it was truly one of the greatest moments of adam's life that's right yeah (laughs) you can watch the video on my instagram correct how about another question for hieronymus happy to answer it what is in hieronymus's hot little hand (laughs) 
And that great question comes from Anna. Anna. Well, thank you, Anna, for the question. I know that there's sort of an in-joke amongst the no-joke listeners about Adam, the co-host, frequently mm-hmm. says hot little hand for reasons that no one will ever be able to understand and truly. And that's okay. We love it. And that's okay. We welcome it. What is in Hieronymus's hot little hand? I think we all know the answer to that. He's strapped. He's strapped. A gun. A gun. A, a, an automatic a weapon. A gun that he points at Chris O'Donnell. Harry. Chris. Car- Why do I want Chris, it to be carried? It's what, because, mm-hmm. because the hard C and who knows. Let's talk about this for a second. Sure. The gun. Yeah. When you saw the gun. Yes. Um, were you like, yikes, it's a gun. A little bit. Because did it have the weight of a gun? They're it was so a, heavy. It's a gun. They're so heavy. Did, were you like, I, this is a gun. And when... Toy when guns you, are toy guns, but prop guns are, are real guns. guns. Truly. Guns. Seriously. And I, I believe Have you that. held guns? Oh, you probably held a gun in Hawaii. Yes, but that was like a rifle, and it was a different situation. This Country was weirdly gun. more awkward. I know. It's scary. Yeah. Well, you Hand have gun. too, right? Like, played with a heavy-ish gun somewhere along the way? I am not a gun guy. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Trust me. Right. Says Adam. Right. Um, Hieronymus, on the other hand. Well... Huge gun guy. Big gun guy loves Huge guns. Huge gun guy. Does Un- not leave home without guns. Traffic's in the black market. It's a killer be killed world Here's out here. Here's my question in the- for Hieronymus. Please. Hieronymus. Yes. None of us saw the episode. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Hieronymus. Now, none of us have seen the episode. Correct. <laughs> Just our parents. <laughs> but I distinctly remember... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, no one has seen the episode, but Correct. I distinctly remember that at one point, um, Chris O'Donnell, you, you, you saw that Chris O'Donnell was on to you. You pulled yes. out the gun. Correct. You started walking towards, and again, yes. I haven't seen this episode. Nor I. Okay. <laughs> you started walking towards him with the gun. Yes. Was there ever any intent to actually pull the trigger? Why not? If you're pulling the gun, if you're pulling the gun out, why not shoot? It's a great question, Bill. Mm. Um, I find in my many years of uh, unsavory doings uh, that a gun is is I Hieronymus doesn't want to kill anyone. Oh, I'm not in the business of murder. That's not my business Art. of murder or 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 maiming. Got it. I don't actually. It might surprise you to hear that I'm actually not that big of a fan of violence in general. I, I like making money. Mm-hmm. I like grifting people. Mm-hmm. I like stealing art and mm-hmm. selling it for more than it's worth to rich idiots. Who doesn't? That's what I like. Who doesn't? Okay. Who doesn't? Right. See you there. So I'll see you at the next meeting. Okay. So in many ways, I think that I never, never had the actual intent. So there's to no pull body the trigger. Count. There's no body count. No, no. Hieronymus does not have a body count. Zero. 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 I think that's an important detail to win over new listeners. Oh, I'm not a killer. I'm not a killer. I'm a thief. I'm a scumbag. I'm a crook. I'm a criminal. But I'm no killer. He's not a killer. I'm not a killer. But why pull the gun then? It sheer why? intimidation. Mm. It, it's a. Uh, I mean, you understand how how this. You know how the underworld works, Bill. Of course, you sure. get how the underworld works. Been it's there. like sure. you know, speak softly, carry a big stick, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like he who has the biggest gun wins in a way. Are you so, trained in combat? Uh, no, unfortunately, as uh, my fight with Chris, Officer Chris O'Donnell. Yes, prove it. Ha- proved. Yes, when it goes hand to hand. So you actually pose no physical threat to anyone. Not really. Even yeah. when you're strapped, you pose no threat. As was evidenced by this episode, apparently. Mm. So uh, the gun is a little bit of a, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a... Do you have a sidekick? Did I- you have a person that you could turn to? Uh, I feel like you might have. I... I, I, I Hieronymus, I have always wanted a sidekick. I have always wanted a partner in crime, to be honest. And this is a bit of a sob story, but 
uh, and I've never actually found that special someone who could sort of ride with me on my journeys wow. throughout the underworld. This really is becoming Hieronymus. <laughs> was there so, ever that one? You know, when I was young, uh, my best old? seven, eight. Wow. Pretty young. Very. I had a best friend. Byronimus. 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 That's just coincidence. It's just purely coincidence. We called him Byron. He called me Hyron. But <sighs> Hieronymus and Byronimus, sheer coincidence. And uh, we were close, and I thought that we had a great future in grifting together. But he went straight, became an attorney, which is a grift of its own kind. But mm-hmm. um, topic for another episode, of okay. course. Uh, but uh, I haven't been able to find that special someone since. So uh, if anyone out there amongst your no-joke listeners is interested in getting into art thievery mm-hmm. and black market underworld art dealings. And simply needs here a friend. And just wants maybe a friend who carries a gun but doesn't want to use it. Right. Here I am. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Thank you for asking. Got another question for you. Great. How far can Hieronymus throw a melon? <laughs> oh, well. Also from Nikafor. Oh, hi, Nika. Thank you for the, uh, the prolific question asks. Um, Hieronymus, uh, as we've discussed, is weak of body. Strong of... <laughs> weak of body? I would even I go to... I've heard that description. <laughs> weak of body. Weak of body, strong of spirit, weak of mind, but... but Pertaining to this question, weak of body, so in short... No threat. No threat. Doesn't pose a threat. Just the a gun business is, guy. The gun is too heavy. <laughs> the gun feels heavy. I don't like shooting. <laughs> I don't want to. It's heavy in my pants and it's heavy in my hand. I don't, so he's weak of body. He's weak of body. So probably not as far as Adam, certainly not as far as Billy. Yes. So I think... Okay, so this is another, uh, like, kind of the opening question where it's... Yeah. We kind of get stuck with the strength thing again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Exactly. Not exactly. violent. Not violent. Not violent. Not weak strong. Weak of body. Just think of an art dealer yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. how many sort of like you know how many people in the art world how many artists mm-hmm. or art dealers do you know mm-hmm. that could huck a melon farther than bill not many i would venture i don't know many i don't know many either i don't know many either so anyway yeah not far ncis yes there's no chance you're going to watch this episode uh, are you not curious? I, I wonder. I wonder how answering as Adam now. I truly wonder how I would. I mm-hmm. do, we have a Roku TV, CBS. Don't, don't get CBS. No, this might have to be a. I don't know. I don't okay. know. I I'm not sure how I would find it, and that's okay. But I, I I I may or may not pursue it. Let me put you on the spot, please. A real question. Yeah. I know that actors. I don't necessarily suffer from this, but I know that certain actors don't like watching their work. Yeah, for a number of reasons, yeah. and I get it. Yeah. No self-consciousness. No. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I did my job. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. I don't like seeing myself. Yeah. Okay. Has there ever been a performance or a thing that you did that you're like, I really like myself in that, or I really, I can watch this and not have that self-conscious. Sure. Yeah. A f- yeah. Yeah. I, I just in general, I don't know. I get, I'm pretty easily embarrassed by myself. I embarrass myself pretty easily. I have a pretty low threshold for that. Understood. I think that's a common thing amongst people. Yeah. Sure. Um, I also don't like, you know, I'll scrub through our podcast episodes, but like, I, and this is a very common thing. Like you said, people yeah. like listening to the sound of their own voice. Not it's just yeah. weird and like self-conscious. I get it. Inspiring. What else could it be? I get it. But yeah, man, there's plenty. All of our Harvard Sound Team videos. And... See, to me, that's the thing that I've never seen myself in and ever felt self-conscious. And yeah. I'm wondering if that's because it came from our minds, my mind. Yeah, right, and right. so I can somehow just justify yeah. everything because it was like, oh, we made it. Whereas yes. being cast in something, which you are cast in far more frequently than I'm ever cast in something, you're doing other people's things. Yes. And now you are kind of the... Conduit. Exactly. The meat puppet, the face furniture, as Chris Smith would say. No. He says that? <laughs> Some smitty has called actress face furniture. Um, <laughs> so funny. 
actors are face yeah. furniture. He's right. I know. He's right. I know. It's a little bit of an embarrassing pursuit. I mean, like, let's just put all our cards on the table here. It's yeah. like a- acting. It's embarrassing. Okay. It's imba- a little embarrassing. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little fun and it's a little embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I think one of the, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but do I, have there been performances or things that I can stand to watch myself? Absolutely. Yeah. Anything was, want like a, a first position? Like this was really good. I, I really good. liked, uh, well, corporate was a show that I was on that was really great. Yeah. And that was more just like the quality of the show was mm-hmm. just like, well, this is really funny and really good. Mm-hmm. Proud to be a part of it. Great. Mm-hmm. Many, if not all of our Harvard sailing team videos totally. are still tickle the funny bone. I'm like, this is great. Totally. I, I love us. I love these. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. I did a few episodes on the show casual many years ago. That was like, re- oh, I thought yeah. was really, I was like proud of that. That was a and cool thought show. That was good. Felt good in the moment. Felt good on watching. What was good about it? Did it feel like it was theater or good writing? It did feel like good writing. It was like... Good writing is a big difference. Isn't it? No kidding. Right. Um, A little bit like this where it was like me and Michaela Watkins one-on-one close. And it was like, oh, here's a wonderful actor that I admire. And like we get to do this little thing for a bit. And like that was nice. Mm -hmm. It's Um, also got to be tricky when you start in theater. Yeah. And you're reading like texts that have been like challenged probably yeah, right. improved like refined yeah. over years and years and years yes and then you move to los angeles and a lot of the things are just kind of like silly yes. like nonsensical yeah you know yeah just like lowbrow types there's that there's that as well there's mm-hmm. that element of it too yeah i mean like i can't watch any of that punk stuff to be honest with you all i like the yeah. prank all, like unscripted we were dropping to a lot of prank lifestyle <laughs> when we moved out to los angeles yeah we were positioned as pranksters yeah was it because of the company we worked on made punk I or was it also because so. we were sketch comedians and the idea was like create chaos sketch I, comedians. yeah i also think it's because like pr- i wonder why i wonder if the, like the prank show will ever go away probably not but it's just i i do think it was because the the comedy sort of like prank intersection but also because like it's fairly like there's a version of prank shows that are like pretty ch- like cheap or just yeah, like totally quote unquote just reactionary know, easy, yeah exactly and like easy to make mm-hmm. relatively right um, but yeah, we were pranking, weren't we? We were pranking. <laughs> we were pranking hard, Bill. <laughs> um, on the um, note of television yeah. and writing, yes. my mom has called me twice throughout the course of this um, podcast. This podcast? And the reason I think is because Tell me. I was nominated for another sports Emmy today. Bill! Yeah. Today? Mm-hmm. Get out of here! Like, Congratulations, wrote man! Wrote something like two and a half years ago. Wow. Pre-pandemic. A film. Cool. And Which one was this? It's called The Move, and it... Uh, documents the um, Baltimore Colts leaving in the middle of the night. Oh, oh, I remember when you did this one. And moving to Indianapolis. Yes. And it didn't air uh, for whatever reason. I think the pandemic happened. Yeah. It's like a whole series of just like, yeah. we don't need original content. Yes. And then the Colts and the Baltimore Colts, excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts yeah. and the Baltimore Ravens played the season. Yes. And they decided to air it. Oh, cool. And I just found out today. That it was nominated. Well, Bill, muscle tough to you. I'm very proud. Congratulations, man. This one's for the nation. This one's for all of you guys. This yeah. one goes out to the citizens of Baltimore, Indianapolis, and di- digital. And digital. Digital. And digital. <laughs> so, Mom, if you're wondering why oh. I haven't picked up in the past 15 minutes. Talking to Hieronymus. I'm talking to Hieronymus. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill, congratulations, man. And that's from me, Adam, and Hieronymus, both. We mean Thank it. you. We mean Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that's killer, man. What? What? Don't brag now. I mean, don't be humble about what Emmy nomination, what sports... What number sports Emmy nomination is this? Eight. Dang, boy. Eighth sports Emmy nomination. Dang, Two kid. Wins. Hell yeah, baby. For sure. Um, we've played Wrong Feels Right. Yes. And we've played... Home Alone? Home Alone. Yes. That's right. We forgot about Kevin. We forgot about Kevin. Yeah. Let's play another Snake song in the second act. I love that. Think about it. 
Is there any Snake song that you haven't heard in a while that you're like, there's a couple that I've listened to? Well, well you were saying you were listening to Network Takeover the other day. It's great album. Yes. Fun album. Yes. Snakes.bandcamp.com. Yes. If you're new here, check out our albums there. How does the Paul Barman track hold up? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was texting with a friend who's friends with Paul Barman. Oh, wow. I'm in love with Larry David. Yeah. Song's pretty good. Pretty good. There's other it's better all. songs. Okay, cool. Move to the Garage is very funny. Oh, my goodness. And it's very good. It's better than you remember it. That auto-tune chorus was amazing. Minor chords. really good. Minor harmonies. That was a really good one. It was really good. I Got a Dollar. Well, that's... I Got a Dollar was for a while... I mean, that is one of my more favorite Snake really? song. That's just a rap song. Yeah, that's one of my more We're favorite We're having ones. a lot of fun on that Yeah, song. I like that one. That one really stuck out to me. That one's a good one. I was just struck by the quality of every song. Yeah. Are there, is there a sample that I got? Is that a... Uh, that uh, was a beat that someone gave to us. That's right. That someone was like the one beat that Mike didn't make. Yep. And, that's right. But we used from Little Rascals, yes. the Buckwheat character singing, I got a dollar, uh, I got a dollar. Should and we? Chloe sings, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is I Got a Dollar by Snakes. It's a rap song. We'll be right back. Never ever pay nope. Hopping over turnstiles No job like a child Living off a penny Like Shaquille back in the day I can play at the arcade Hanging out with Mario Yeah, I got it made And if Mario is on the fritz I'm drinking lemonade On a cooler with some homeless guy Who's still in seventh grade And I'm broken, happy man Pockets empty, but my brain is full And then I write a rhyme It's about some underpants And people like it, so I'm the rich man I'm the weird guy, crystal clear I'm not chasing dollars, chasing dreams And that's why I'm really rich Without having any riches So you can keep the dollar, all I want is sandwiches I got a dollar, I got a dollar Fuck Jackie Chan, I'll learn from Pat Morita. This ain't 
closed session, this is recess. We're in your stereo, we're saying that we be best. And we be snakes, and we're beefed up. Number two stunners, what, 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 oh. Haha, -ha, we encourage you to laugh. Tell us what you want, tell us what you have. Like, top dollar, my dad's a prop dollar, and I roll with big dogs. You can call me Rock. They say a penny saved is a penny earned Now while I try to save pennies I guess I just never learned So all the pennies I earned Are pennies that's to be burned On things like big suits That's worn by David Byrne He was a talking head And I got a talking head And now this talking head He's talking about making bread We be the best of friends Like the Rebels and the Flintstones This track is nice We'll probably make it your ringtone S-N-A to the K-E-S To the top we go Know that we the best And we roll up sunny day God must exist Give us your nickel, son Put us on your bucket Christmas tree, you don't mean ish to me, we're making history, last place, you are nothing but the Knicks to me, oh, me adding CeeLo, there's one thing that we know, you don't need a C-note for you to have a dollar. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today we are talking about becoming Hieronymus, mm. and that was I Got a Dollar by You and I, Bill, and Chloe Webber. And Chloe Webber. Yes. Chloe Webber, Clayton Early, all over our songs. Huge piece of the snake's puzzle. Follow Rich Royce <laughs> on Instagram. He is the producer. I mean, talk about rappers, musicians, the people with the microphones in front of their face getting all of the credit. There's no snakes without our producer, Michael Perkillo, a.k.a. at Rich Royce. Amazing. One of the most talented people I've ever met, probably. Yeah. I mean, just like as musically, gift, as musically gifted as one can be. For sure. Mm -hmm. It's no surprise that he looks up to Prince. It's like, I feel like. Prince, I mean, many, I feel like many musicians, but like in the same way that Prince like made records or entire albums where he would play every instrument. Mm -hmm. I do feel like Mike could and does do that mm -hmm. too. He would just like hop on the bass real quick and yes. then like play the guitar, other guitar really quick and then like figure out the drum pad real quick and then like you, play the balloon that we made him play really quick. You know what? This Crazy. is, this could be overboard. Yeah. But why not? Yeah. The song Funk. Yeah. That's a good one. To honor Mike, yeah, he plays every song. He plays every single live instrument, on, on this song. Yes, and I'll never forget. We it was like four in the morning, <laughs> yeah, and we were pacing around his yes. house trying to come up with the next song. And he was just playing this one little guitar riff, yeah. And he likes funk music, yes, so it's natural to yes. us. And then we came up with funk. It's a good one. Dare we also, <laughs> yo. I'm not mad. We're here. Snakesmusic.bandcap.com. We got Hieronymus in the studio. Yes. It's like he, it's a he's out of the <laughs> He's out of the clink. It's a celebratory thing. It's a celebratory thing. You're out of You're the clink. You're out clink, of the slammer. Guy. Yes. So we're going to play funk. We're going to come back. And we're not going to talk about becoming Hieronymus. We're going to talk about the guy Hieronymus wants to be yeah. post-clink. Clink. <laughs> this is funk by snakes. We want to just treat Hieronymus. We'll be right back again. And we'll talk post-clink. Simple as that. Simple. Oh, you didn't think snakes could do funk? We'll say anything that you tell us to If it is funk, if it is funk We'll say anything that you tell us to If it is funk, if it is funk 
You say what we say, cause we told you to say it. And we got a funky beat, so you know we gotta play it. It feels so right, well it can't be wrong. I'ma sing these words, you should sing along. Tell your daddy and your sister and your brother and mom. And everybody likes a little call and response. You're loving on the groove and you're digging the beat. So turn off your brains and follow our lead. Say get down, get down. Say live tonight, live tonight. Say funk it, funk it. Now scream, say party time, party time. Say work the body, work the body. Say batteries, batteries. Scream. All right now, you know what we need you to do. We need you to get up out of your seats and tell the world what we know is true. Come on, y'all. We'll say anything that you tell us to. The song is incredible. Mm-hmm. It holds up. Like Billy said, all instruments played by Mike Perkillo, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Rich Royce. Yes. We're talking about a musical phenom. Mm. A phenom. They had that thing I learned what gang vocals were. Mike Perkillo taught me, Rich Royce taught me about yes. gang vocals. Yeah. Where if you have, you can either have like 10 different people singing yeah. individually, and then the producer will layer upon yes. that. Or you can have a gang vocal thing, yeah. sound where a bunch of people are singing and screaming at the same time, and it produces all into one microphone, and it produces a different kind That's of nice. sound. We went with the gang vocal yes. on this one because we wanted the call and response yeah. to be very, and we sounded like Muppets. I remember us like doing like <laughs> high voices, yeah, Gango voices, yeah, just to create gang vocals, different. And I was like, this is fun. Yeah, Jared and Elliot got in there and mm-hmm. and lent their voice to it. That's mm-hmm. a really good song. And that, of course, as Billy mentioned, was off one of the sleepover EPs. So that was done in the dead of night. Yep, yep, yep. There are some really funny moments in that where I ask people to say batteries. <laughs> We'll say no, anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll say anything if you tell us to, and it is, it is funk. funk. And, and it, it is, is funk. funk. We'll say anything <laughs> but you that tell you tell us, us to, to if it is funk. 
sort of a comment on the call and response yes. genre of music. And simultaneously a funky, funky track. You know? Yes. It is the thing that it's parodying at once, and mm-hmm. hence the magic of snakes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hieronymus, we're going to talk about who yes. you uh, want to be. Absolutely. What lessons you may have learned from the clink. But let me just see if I'm missing any sort of bigger questions. Okay. Mitch the Mensch wants to know, what is Hieronymus' spirit animal? Oh, wow, Mitch, what a thoughtful question. Haven't really considered spirit animals too much, but let me think about it for a second. Mm. Let me think. Mm. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last act, but I would say sewer rat. Okay! Uh, I would say uh, the rat that lives beneath. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That lives beneath. And frankly... Weak of body. Weak of body, the rat that lives beneath. Hieronymus is a pause of poetry, but uh, I would say that uh, the rat that lives beneath and has no intention of rising to thine surface. No, he likes I like it the down. dark he and dank and damp. When he comes up, he only does it to raise his gun with no intent of shooting. <laughs> Another question. Exactly. Says Hieronymus. This comes from someone you may or may not know. His okay. name is Jake Lustick. Oh, hello, Jake Lustick. Does Hieronymus believe in love at first sight? Oh, beautiful question, Jake. That's so sweet of you. He lives Hope- down with a sewer. Hopeless rats. romantic. Hieronymus barely believes in love. That's right. To be honest Still with you. Still looking for that partner. Still looking. He that. burned Byronimus on a dirty trading card deal. Here's two Tim Tuffles. And give now, me your Griffey. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't know how to love. Correct. He needs to learn how to love. And maybe we'll get into ways that we can bring you back out into society. We're not there yet. Not there yet. But thank you for the question, Jake. Last, you sound like a great guy. Last question. What is Hieronymus's morning commute podcast? I don't know where he's commuting. From, oh, yeah. From the sewer to the drain. Art Griff... <laughs> Art grifters have a commute. I climb out of my rat-infested sewer uh, sewer <laughs> hut, and I climb up the little ladder that's down there, and I emerge where the graffiti lives. Of course. And, uh, downtown by the piers. <laughs> by the docks. <laughs> and I look around, and I see my fellow criminals, and we give each other silent nods. Um, this is have, where, so we criminals, this is where you guys live in the sewers? We live amongst the rats they and amongst the vermin. Downtown. Yeah, down under. By the piers. Exactly. Okay. Um, underneath the docks. But what's my morning podcast commute? Um, I love Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus's newcomers wow. on the HeadGum Network. Wow. I love that they're going through the Marvel uh, canon. And so you listen to your peers at the peers. Correct them when though, Bill. Okay, well okay. done. Well done. Okay, we're <laughs> going to cap it there. A little bit about becoming Hieronymus. Yeah. Grew up in Nashville. Yes. Had a bogus trading card moment. Lost his best friend. Yes. No longer had the ability to communicate. Human connections. Human connections. Decided to go down. Los Angeles style. Correct. Sewer nation. By the docks. Now he lives where the rats are down below. With a gun in my back. He has lots of priceless art down there. A lot of it. But he can't make a friend. Correct. It's sad, really. Let's just live in the silence for a second. I mean, you art grifting isn't all glitz and glamour. Would you trade all of the art in the world for that one special someone, Hiro? I might. I I just might. (laughs) And I have... It should be said, a lot of precious art. All of it fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> is that true? All of it fake. Probably not. Do you sell fake art? Of course. No. <laughs> you don't actually have priceless art? I think it's... I Ooh, think, where are you getting fakos? Well, when And you, selling it for 4.2? Listen. I haven't seen the episode. You've been working... <laughs> You've been working in comedy for a long time, so you have connections, and you know people who are producers and writers and things. Okay. I've been working in the grift scene for many years. Oh, so you live I, in the sewers. Right? I know. I live in the sewers, so I know people. I know art mm. forgers, mm. and I'm big in the forgery space. Mm. So that's really where I like to live. So I have uh, – I could give you 65 Mona Lisas tomorrow morning if okay. you ask for it. I'm so not like, asking for it. No. Well, even if <laughs> – I have no, I have no use. <laughs> I have no use. 
for 65. I might ask Amir. Fake Mona Lisa. After this, I might ask, just certain, ask Amir. I'm certain. He's like 10 feet away. You could probably yell through the wall. I'm certain <laughs> he has no use for 65 fake Monas. That's a good point. Okay. Uh, but regardless, would I trade all the priceless art in the world for one true friend? Um, I... I think I would. Would you want I this think friend to come down into your journey? Britney Spears style? Exactly. Or do you want to rise up like the phoenix and live amongst us? Interesting. In this sunny, sunny land. Interesting. With friends and love and real art. Here's what I'll say. Um, since coming out of the clink, uh, I've, <laughs> I have been reintroduced to what it's like out here in the sunny, sunny land of mm-hmm. friends and mm-hmm. love. Yeah. And I have to say, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. You do it like two days in a row, sure. and you're like, uh-huh. I get it. Uh-huh. It's sunny. There's love. It exists. There's so friendship. what are the perks of being in the sewer? Obviously, you have the rats. The rats. And they're a sweet people, if you get to know them. I'm sure. They're a sweet species, uh, loving their own version of love. Do they which, bite? Uh, hard. You, you get bit by and rats. And it hurts. A lot? It hurts. You get, bit, you get bit by rats a lot, and it hurts. I have nasty infected rat bites all on, I would say, both of my legs. Okay. So that's a con. Do you wear shorts? I wear shorts because okay. it gets hot down there. Okay. Weirdly, something you wouldn't expect. Wouldn't expect in the Los Angeles sewers. Takeaway. That's the Los in the here in the Southern California sewers. Mm. It's it's humid. It's balmy. Mm. It's toasty. Do you have a fan? <laughs> I don't have a fan. You should get a fan. I should something that runs Are on there outlets. Are there wall re- outlets? Not yeah. really. Right. It's wet. Not really. It's a little too wet for that. There's Might no outlets. To be down battery there for powered. You? No mm. outlets. Okay. Can't really be solar powered. The dankness. Mm-hmm. No sunlight. If enough rats run past you, do you get a breeze? Wind. I could do a wind power kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have fans, but if enough rats, rats run, run past by, me, you get a pretty a nice, nice breeze. decent breeze for a second. So the rats are lovely, and mm. I would say if I just had to sort of like sell the bank sewer as a, uh, almost as a real estate, um, nobody bothers you. Nope. Um, you almost wish they did, but that's sad. That's one of the that's sad, sad tinges. That's the sad part. You wish someone you would, wish someone would finally would come fa- bother come bother you. you, but no one does. So and, you're hoping for someone to fall down a manhole and into your arms. It'll be lovely. I, I would appreciate that opportunity. Which, which celebrity starlet? Wow. Have you? Because there's got to be nights where her wow. can't sleep. Wow. He's excited. <laughs> starlet. I'm sure that you have nights where you can't sleep and of you course. dream of one day having yeah. a celebrity starlet fall through your manhole and ever... into your arms. Who, who would you wow. dream of? Wow. This is such a great question. Thank you. I do spend many a sleepless night hoping for that special someone to plunge down the manhole and into what, mine and arms. what does their face furniture look like to you? <laughs> um, I imagine in my, in my wildest Hieronymus fantasy, yes. I imagine sincere answer, it's Byronymus, and we're able to patch things up. That is... Other answer, Kirsten Dunst. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was think. really ready to go down one path of friendship and friendship reunited. And reunited, and I would love to patch up our differences. But the Dunst. the Dunst. I'm a huge fan of her movies. I think she's Are a you? doll. Big fan Big of the Dunst. Fan. Big fan of the Dunst, and I would love to show. Were you watching a lot of Dunst in the clink? Yeah, tons of Dunst. They have, they have a lot a of huge, Dunst DVDs. A lot of Dunst. Okay, There's a I big Dunst. What makes Dunst DVDs so clink friendly? I'm going to say out loud three Dunst movies. Let's Great. see if I can name three Dunst movies. Okay. This is Billy thinking about Kirsten Dunst movies. Oh, was she in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No. Fuck. <laughs> that was uh, Kate Winslet. 
Oh, which oh, is a dunce boy, adjacent. A dunce adjacent. Dunce, dunce, dunce. Uh, I, I can't even, well, I, even as a dunce fan, Name I'm going to rattle off Elizabethtown. Was a cornball one? Not a 9,000 Billy Lives. You haven't been to the clink lately. No. So there's Elizabethtown. There's Bring It On, Cheerleading Spectacular. Fun. Never of course. seen it. There's Power of the Dog from the, that's a more topical, more recent. I like every movie had the word dog in it this year. Yeah. Is there a lot of dog? Was there a movie called Dog as well? Well, there's a movie called Pig and Cow. I think there's enough. a movie called Dog. Wouldn't doubt too. it. Why does Hollywood love dogs so much? We're going dog crazy. I haven't seen any of the dogs. If anyone has a spare dog, namely. What's I, the iconic, what is the Kirsten Dunst movie? Well, Bring It On, right? I kind of feel like it's the iconic okay. Dunst. Okay. <laughs> We're going to need you folks to check fill, in. Uh, fill us in. What have we dunst? Hence, hashtag, what have we dunst? Dunst. Unbelievable. Discord, Twitter, you can email us. <laughs> Obviously, you don't need to email us with the hashtag, what have we done? No. But if you want to, if by you all want means. To, you can. And if you know her, and if I'm not advocating violence, I'm not advocating that you push her down a manhole. But, but I'm saying if you that, are, if you're in the opera, if you see Dunst standing next to a manhole, give her a tap. Or at least say, hey, there's an art grifter down there, Hieronymus, yes. and I heard a podcast, and he said he'd love to and catch then, you in his arms. And then give her a and tap. And then shove her. Yes. And then don't <laughs> give her any room to respond. No, no. <laughs> Tell her I love her and shove her down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Kirsten Dunst. This is like... Well, I'm, su- I'm, I'm such a fan. And yeah. there's, there's a man <laughs> in the sewer somewhere named Hieronymus. Push. <laughs> That's what we're going to end on, folks. That's a good tip. That's a good takeaway. Yeah, yeah. If you see Kirsten Dunst You're next to an hole. L.A. manhole, explain that you're a huge fan. And encourage her. We've seen you in you Elizabeth Town. And then push. Kirsten Dunst, I've seen you in Elizabethtown. Hieronymus is in the sewer push. <laughs> when the rats run by, it gets breezy. Yes. You can give her a cellar can, on it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be scary. Down. Exactly. It doesn't need to be scary. Don't scare her. Tell her that when the, runs rat, when the rats run past you, you get a breeze. And then push her down a manhole. I would be forever grateful for that. Right. Or if you see by Hieronymus, but mainly Dunst. No, now we're on the Dunst thing. Dunst, 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 Dunst. Yep. So that was be that was becoming Hieronymus. I think we got there. We dug deep. I really appreciate the time and the platform mm-hmm. to speak my truth mm-hmm. and to celebrate me getting out of the slammer, the clink, the clink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this was wonderful. And um, hashtag What have you dunced? Let us know the dunced movies that we did not see. And there are many. And there are many. Yes. Hieronymus isn't going anywhere, though. We know where he's going, and that's the sewer. Back down, back downtown. But if you guys ever have more questions for Hieronymus, shoot him at me. I know the guy. Yeah. I can put you in touch. I can be the conduit. Correct. To more Hieronymus. And thank you for that, Bill. But this was an an honest conversation (laughs) with a character we haven't seen in a fictional world. Correct. Pandora's Box, NCIS, LA. Correct. Season 13. All of that's correct. Episode 14. That's dead on right, brother. If you're looking for Hieronymus, you can find him there. And a sincere congratulations to you, Billy, on Sports Emmy Nom number Ocho, baby. Appreciate that. Ocho. But this is about Hieronymus. That's right. I didn't mean to take the attention off myself. No. Okay. That was Becoming Hieronymus. Yes. For that podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will interview Hieronymus next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>